Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here, and today I want to talk to you guys about five reasons why you can't lose weight. So if you're struggling with weight loss, if you feel like you've done a lot of different things, if you've tried different diets, if you've tried different exercise routines, then this is the video for you, uh, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about five reasons that might be causing weight loss resistance in your body. And uh, just as a, we're going to get into these in just a second, but to start with, I want to say, um, I'm assuming right now that most of you who are going to be listening to this have already done what they can to eat healthy and to exercise more. And so if you've done all those, if you haven't done those things, I would encourage you to obviously address those first, because those are going to be, you know, the most obvious things that you can do to impact your weight. Now, they're not going to be enough for many of you, and I'll explain why in these, these five reasons. But if you haven't done that, that's the first place to start. And really, there are you know, it's fairly straightforward. There's not a lot of, there are some nuances to the foods that you eat and, and the amount that you exercise, but just doing those things will get you a, a lot of the way where you need to be. And so let's start. Number one, I want to use this image to talk about number one, which is um, your metabolism may be damaged. Okay, so that's one, number one reason why you may not be able to lose weight. And I would say this is a very common condition among a lot of people. Um, and the reason is quite simple. Um, and I'm going to explain this to this diagram here, so don't, don't stress out about that. But basically, um, let me talk about the metabolism for a minute. So your metabolism is best understood um, as the amount of calories that you burn each and every day, uh, regardless of the amount of exercise that you put forth or Regardless of, amount of, regardless of the amount of other things that you're doing in your life. It's the amount of calories that your body is burning simply to stay alive. Um, and this number isn't static. It, it changes a lot. It's dynamic. So it's, it's a lot of different things that you can do impact this. In fact, some things for the better and some things for the worst. Now, it turns out that one of the worst things that you can do for your metabolism, as evidenced by this image, which we'll talk about, is to uh, undergo extreme dieting or fad diets or yo-yo or recurrent diets. And the reason for that is simple. When you undergo these diets, your body responds by dropping its metabolism. And so what you're looking at right here is data from The Biggest Loser back in 2009, and they followed the contestants that underwent The Biggest Loser. If you're not familiar with that, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a reality TV weight loss show uh, in the United States where people, they undergo, the people who have a lot of weight to lose, they undergo pretty rigorous uh caloric deprivation and they undergo like a rigorous exercise and they try to lose the most weight or I'm not actually sure how they win but the point is they're trying to lose weight um, and we're looking at the data from these people and you'll see that here is here is the data showing them their metabolism so starting at zero now what's interesting is a lot of them started below that so they indicating that they had some metabolic damage um, before and then what's interesting is that most of them you can see these lines going down which indicates that whatever their metabolism was before afterwards they were burning less calories and so what happens so that's this is their metabolism over here and this is their weight so as their metabolism drops from all of the exercising and eating less that they did the weight goes right back up to where it used to be before that's and this is probably the main reason why so many people gain weight after they attempt to lose it by reducing their calories and the reason for that is simple it has to do with this damaged metabolism now, weight loss, like dramatic, you know, caloric deprivation isn't the only thing that impacts your metabolism. Other things do. For instance, how much food you eat. Well, I kind of already said that, but what I'm saying in a better way, you can eat more food and actually increase your metabolism. All right. And so, um, obviously, you know that less food reduces your the amount that you're burning, your metabolism, but eating more food might be able to way to, to combat this. And I know you're thinking, well, that will cause me to gain weight. And you might be right initially, but it might be necessary to fix that metabolism long term. So how much you exercise also impacts um, your your 
metabolism, but it impacts it because it impacts your muscle mass. So the more muscle mass you have, the more energy it costs to maintain that muscle and the more calories you'll burn at rest. And then of course, I think what we're going to be touching on today, which is very important, your hormones also impact your metabolism. So, um, and well, we'll just talk about that in just a second as we move on here. But anyway, number one reason I would say most people can't lose weight if they're eating correctly and they're exercising has to do their, with their metabolism if they've undergone calorie restriction in their life. And I would also point out here that you might fit into this category if you've ever done um, or if you've ever had an eating disorder in your life. So if you've ever been uh, bulimic or anorexic or, or, or any eating disorder whatsoever, binging and purging, etc., you might have the same thing happening in your body. And I will tell you too that those who have undergone or who have had eating disorders, even if they've recovered now, tend to suffer a lot of the, the consequences of those of that eating disorder for many years in their life. And I would say even on the order of decades. Um, so anyway, ju just for what it's worth there. So number two, uh, another reason why you may not be able to lose weight has to do with your thyroid. All right. So there's a lot of like jokes about that. If someone's overweight, they might say, oh, well, they might blame their thyroid and everyone kind of says, right, it's your thyroid. Actually, it might be their thyroid. Um, the reason for that is simple. Uh, your thyroid about well, let's put it this way, about your metabolism, which we just talked about being very important, 60% of that metabolism is regulated by your thyroid. So if there's any problem with your thyroid and you have a reduction in thyroid hormone, your metabolism is going to be damaged from the hormone itself. And that's regardless of any anything else that you're putting into the system. So how, no matter how much you're eating or, or exercising or how much your muscle mass is, your thyroid will affect your metabolism. And now what's inter even more interesting than that is obesity, so just being a little bit overweight, slows down your thyroid. So, so as it slows down your thyroid, you might gain more weight, which might slow down your thyroid further and so on. So there's a connection between your weight and your thyroid status. Now the connection between these things is very slight and you wouldn't be able to test for those things unless you ordered your free thyroid hormones, which it may not be surprising to you. That's not how most doctors look at thyroid function. So if you believe you have a thyroid problem, you go into your doctor and you say, check my thyroid because I heard this video that said it was probably off and they say, no, sorry, your thyroid is normal. They, they can't make, they can't come to that conclusion unless they are testing your free thyroid hormones. And that's what this information is showing right here. So as you'll see up here, this is the percent of weight change in people who are trying to lose weight. And those people who have a higher free T3, which is a free thyroid hormone that you can test for, they lose the most weight compared to other people who have lower free thyroid hormones. And it's pretty straightforward, but it, may, it might surprise you to know that doctors don't check for the three the free thyroid hormone concentration like they do for any other hormone. They look at the TSH. So you have to ask beyond that. Um, to order these free thyroid hormones and that will tell you if your metabolism is truly damaged or if your thyroid is truly normal. So look for those things. Ignore the, well, you don't ignore the TSH, but order the TSH, but also order the free T3 and free T4 free thyroid hormones. And that will give you the most information about your, about your thyroid. And just realize that the higher your free T3 is within that normal range, the more likely you are to lose weight. And this has been uh, confirmed in many studies. And like you, like I said, you can see the images here showing that that is the case. So number three, so that was number two. Number three, um, actually this one is, let's go to this one for number three. So number three has to do with your age and you're, you're probably gonna get upset, so don't get upset, let me explain it. I'm not talking about your age necessarily causing weight gain, but what I'm talking about would be the effects that your age has on your hormones, um, or rather just being alive longer, the impact that it has on your hormones. And two specific uh, conditions I wanna talk about. For men, it's called andropause, 
okay, which is the reduction of testosterone in men. And for women, you probably know this very well, it's called menopause, which is the reduction in estrogen and progesterone. Now, this happens around the age of 50 or so in both genders. Um, but what's interesting is that this condition, both of these conditions in both men and female, they are associated with a large increase in weight gain. Not only that, once you hit these conditions, this drop in, in hormones, it's also more difficult to lose weight afterwards. So that's obviously a big problem and not something you want to have going on. And so this has been shown again and again, without doing anything, women who hit menopause and men who hit andropause, even if they don't change the amount of food that they're eating, the amount that they're exercising or anything like that, they will probably gain on average 10 to 15 pounds and sometimes more and sometimes less. Um, and that has nothing to do with those other variables we talked about. It has everything to do with their hormones. So what can you do about it? Well, you can undergo HRT, which stands for hormone replacement therapy. If you're a man, you can take testosterone and women can take it too. Actually, it works out real well. Um, but if you're a woman and you're in menopause, then you might be able to and gain benefit from replacing estrogen and progesterone. And newer studies have shown that as long as you're doing this correctly, the benefits outweigh any of the risks. So if you go back to two, the early 2000s, um, everyone was on HRT until they thought that, well, this, this is a different HRT. I, I won't get into this um, right now, but let me just say that a lot of the information that has scared people back from, I think it was 2002, 2004, that time range, um, that time period, it turns out to not be um, as accurate as, as you probably are, re are thinking that it is. And so there was a big scare back then that HRT was going to cause strokes and heart disease and breast cancer. But like I said, if the newer studies now have shown that if you do it correctly, it doesn't cause those things. And it might be able to help you with your weight. So that's number three, has to do with age, but more importantly has to do with your hormones. All right, here's another really important one, and that is number four, you might have insulin resistance. Uh, insulin resistance, let, let me explain it so, so it's, it's easy to understand, but insulin is a hormone that your body creates and secretes in response to a lot of things, but we kind of think about it in response to the amount of sugar and carbohydrates that you consume. When you consume a carbohydrate-rich meal, which means like a lot of sugar, so let's say you, you drank like a 44-ounce soda from um, whatever the... 7-Eleven or whatever the convenience stores are called near you. Let's say you consume one of those. What's going to happen is your insulin is going to spike. Now, this is a problem um, because repeated episodes of this might cause your body to become more resistant to the insulin, which will then raise your blood sugar over time and lead to type 2 diabetes and a lot of problems and a lot of weight gain. Now, the reason it causes weight gain is because in the presence of insulin, your body is unable to burn fat. So that's what this chart is showing you. So the higher your insulin goes, you can see fat burn over here. The higher your insulin goes down here, fat burn is basically going to be zero. But as insulin drops on this x-axis here, as insulin drops down, fat burn shoots up and you're able to burn more fat. But if you have a state of insulin resistance all the time in your body, your insulin is never going to re reduce. It's going to constantly be high, which means you're not going to be able to unlock the fat cells until you treat that insulin resistance. Now, you can treat that through a variety of ways, including diet being one and, and um, exercise, especially high-intensity exercise and um, strength, tra strength training. Both of those things can do it. But you have to look at your insulin and you have to address it one way or the other because if you don't, you will not be able to lose weight by this mechanism here. And it has to do with this hormone called hormone-sensitive lipase, which literally blocks your, shouldn't say literally, but, but the, conceptually you can think about it as it blocking your body's fat cells from actually releasing any fat and getting smaller. Instead, they're getting bigger. Okay, so that's generally how it works. Um, and then the last one I want to talk about, number five, one of the reasons you might not be able to lose weight, has to do with stress. 
And this one is, is I think, really important, um, but it, it's, it's been shown in, in a lot of different studies that, corti that stress negatively impacts cortisol, and through cortisol, which you can see here, it impacts a lot of different systems in the body, brain, bones, heart, immune system, kidneys, skin, um, the baby, or if, if you happen to be pregnant at the time. But I want to focus on here, which is the adipose tissue, um, which, is your, which is your fat cells. Like, those are the things that you want to get smaller um, if you're having trouble losing weight, right? But the problem is cortisol impacts glucose and insulin. So, so what's happening when you get stressed out is your body is developing insulin resistance, which is going through that process I just described. But beyond that, high stress is also causing more cravings for carbohydrates and other foods. It's causing you to not be able to sleep as well. And even if you do sleep, the quality of your sleep is reduced. And so you're, it's further worsening some hormone systems. And then also high stress impacts your ability to exercise and how intensely you can exercise. So your exercise capacity um, and so on. And so there's a lot of problems related to stress. And another thing is you, pro you may not even realize this. And so uh, I would say one of the best things that you could do is do something to manage that stress if you have a lot of stress. And I, I personally have seen it um, in my life and in, in the patients that I've treated that once they start to address stress and um, you know undergo tactics or take supplements or meditate or things like this, once they address those things, the weight starts to come off at a more rapid pace. Now, generally, I'm doing something to address all of the problems in a person. I'm not just looking at one thing like I'm telling someone to meditate and hoping they lose weight. That's not how it works. But if you address all these other things that we talked about um, and addressing stress on top of that, that's how you really get the ball rolling and that's how you really start to lose weight and keep it off. So these are the five things that we talked about. Number one, check if you can't, so let's just recap here. If you can't lose weight, you're not sure why, you've already been eating healthy, and you've already been exercising, then these are your next things that you want to be looking at. Number one, check to see if your metabolism is damaged. Number two, check your thyroid. Number three, consider your age. Okay, so it might be menopause or andropause. Um, number four, look at your insulin levels. And number five, reduce your stress. And these are all serious conditions that could lead to weight loss resistance or the inability to lose weight. And so that's that's all I have for you guys today. Um, hopefully you found this helpful. We can talk about the actual treatments for each of these things, but the video is kind of already getting long as it is. Um, so if you have questions about these conditions, how to diagnose them, if you have it, if you're dealing with it in your life, um, you know, tell, leave your comments or questions below. I'd be happy to get to those things. Um, also, if you've enjoyed this and if you like this video, please um, like it or subscribe. Um, I'd love to, uh, um, to help you guys out in the future as well. So otherwise, I will see you guys in the next one.